Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to the podcast. It's time for another episode of the Young Grognard campaign, Beckons of the Herald of Steel. This is the Queen Adventure Series with the second quest, The Way of the Queen. We are joining the party deep in the swamps of Yorgig, where they just fought off some Jurassic-style terrors. Um, didn't, didn't do super great. It was pretty spoopy for some folks. Um, but the party has prevailed in combat, and they're starting to realize now that they're right at the doorstep of the lizard folk tribe, hoping to find a certain religiously charged Hydra, I guess. He didn't take any deific levels or anything like that, but he probably multiclassed. Um, they're on the doorstep of the lizard folk village, hoping to get some insight on this whole debacle, find a Hydra, make it a mini Hydra, and get the hell out of here. But with the sound of rumbling drums in the distance and tooting sounds, the, uh, party, I guess, in the swamp are faced with an interesting decision of what to do next. So what is that decision of what to do next as Kalika comes running up, still shooting her crossbow? Pew, 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 pew. Um, how... You said it doesn't sound like the drums are getting closer, right? Or did you say that they were on the move? No, they sound far enough away and stable enough that it doesn't seem like they're coming towards you or anything like that. Okay. Um, Klika would like to examine the odd creatures that scared the daylights out of her and look at the frills on their neck. Are How big around about are those frills? Um, well, I'd say that if you took like a horse... And this is going to sound disgusting, but if you cut off, like, its, like, middle point in its in its torso and, like, put the tail tapering there, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can picture the sort of dimensions based on that where, like, the head of the horse itself would probably be pulled back to more of a lizard-like sort of thing. So I guess it'd probably be, like, a foot and a half at its longest on either side when it fully frills out. And it kind of dangles limp when flaccid by the sides of its neck. All right. I think... Klika's going to... Please don't tell me she's going to cut it off and wear it. She, yeah, she's going to carve it off and uh, attach it to her shield. So, like, her shield <laughs> has, like, frills on it. Uh-oh. On the front. Cool, neat sh- shield frills. <laughs> neat shield, neat shield. Yeah. I don't like any of it. So the whole part is just like, you guys hear that? And Klika's just like, you'll take the high road. <laughs> I'll take the low road. <laughs> The worst part is she still doesn't know how to use a shield. Yep. But now it looks imposing. Yeah, but she just wants it to look cool. You know, man, it's like guns. Like, the most important shot you ever take is the one you don't, you know? And it's like a shield. The most important block you do is the one you don't have to. Yep. 
Very good. So with that, again, rumbling drums in the distance. They sound like they're probably about a mile away because they're just big old drummy drums and it's loud. Uh, but it just carries through the swamp because it's really stagnant out here with not much sound. So what does Lay Party want to do? Does Noel recognize the drums at all? Like, is this a familiar sound that you would have heard out in the field? Like, I mean, you know, like is this you know, like, you a take, folk war party or something along those lines? I'll let you take a history check at advantage. And then did somebody want to identify these critters? Sure. 17 on that history check. Okay. And did anybody have nature for the wizards? Jarzak will go check them out. Does he have uh, the... Yep, he has nature. Of course he does. Why wouldn't he have knowledge of nature? (laughs) But, um... uh, So with a 17, you can roll for the nature check, by the way, and I'll give you advantage. Um, Nice. And so with the uh, 17 that you got there on the uh, history check, these sound sort of like ceremonial drums like they're not in a in a in um how do i say it in a rhythm that seems to be like constantly moving forward with a lot of like um how do i say it like kind of like half beats in the middle to like like it's not building up to anything it just sounds like kind of like a low rolling keeping a tempo as if there's probably some ceremonial act going on in the distance it doesn't sound like a forward party and it's not getting any closer so what did you get, Mr. Jarzak? Jared, if you will. Uh, yeah. First roll. Got a uh, eight. You gave me advantage. Thank you for that. Came back with a six. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, turned you, it around. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then I get it. So um, I'll take the eight. <laughs> now we can keep it in a second. Um, so the thing is, is Jarzak is aware of the nature of these kinds of beasts, these giant lizards, like dinosaurs, they would probably, I don't know, we're gonna say that they call them dinosaurs as well. But um, in the orcish lands of Gorgareth, there are parts where the dinosaurs are out there as well. So seeing these things, Jarzak understands that these big old critters must be dinosaurs. Maybe not the kind he's used to seeing, but I mean, they got the build, they got the style, they're dumb, they ain't draconic, so it's like, and as far as what you know, I mean, they're big, angry lizards that you probably shouldn't be hanging out with. As if this combat didn't show you that. Mm. Yeah, guys, I don't. I think we should try to avoid these things because, like, we, I mean, we've already bested one of them, so we don't really need to show our abilities against more. We've proven ourselves. So, like, we're we're in the clear. Uh, so, yeah, let's uh, dodge them next time. We could just jump out of the bushes with like. The frill shield. <laughs> well, yeah, Anton, we, we've already the won. scream they do. <laughs> I am all for avoiding conflict. I just, I never seen Jarzak as the one to avoid conflict. Oh, no. Well, I mean, you've already bested him. Why are you going to do it again? You know, it's, they're Same beneath us. They're, they're beneath us now <laughs> since, yeah, it's, job's done, you know? Just, just Jarzak's flaw is dinosaurs. <laughs> Like I didn't think this was ever gonna fucking come up, dude. Have you seen their scales? I oh, <laughs> forever, forever scared of Kleeka's shield now. <laughs> Just avoiding any sort of contact with her in combat. Um, <laughs> stop. Okay, so now what's the party up to? Hearing the drums in the distance, which don't seem to be moving any closer. 
Um, so, Klika can speak Draconic. I don't think anyone else can, right? No. So... What does it sound like? It sounds like they're ha having some kind of ceremony. If it's an important one, we might be able to pass them right by. What does, it, what does Draconic and then, sound like? And then Klico like? repeats exactly what Norhill just said in Draconic. Which just oh, sounds like, which yeah, just got, sounds like uh, the way that you call your cat when you do like the... Okay, you could stop talking now. I have no clue what you're saying. Like all Draconic is just like different patterns of three, like two consonants in a vowel, just like... We so, also uh, have a friend of the elves potion, just in case they wanted their friendly to elvish. I, I hope that's the way the potion works. I'm not totally sure, but maybe well, they'll speak elvish. Lika <laughs> can speak elvish as well, so that'll be good if they speak both. Although my elvish is, um, it's not great. Klika is really good at common, but elvish, elvish is a little tough. You guys had a few of those potions, didn't you? I grabbed one. I thought we no. Jarzak grabbed the rest of them. Oh, yeah. And then Jarzak grabbed the rest. The story of the party gaining loot. But um, I'll, just I'll, I'll pick up. He left behind. Got it. <laughs> so if if Klika has to do the talking, is there anything you want Klika to ask or say? before we get into it. We probably shouldn't reveal our true mission uh, if this Hydra is a deific figure to them. They might not take kindly to that. I wish I prepared a different spell, son of a bitch. Klika can remember, and then she counts her fingers, five things. So, not thing one. Don't, Don't talk about tell the them we're stealing the Hydra. And then Klika, like, grabs a little bit of her hair, cuts it off, and wraps it around her finger. So she remembers what that one is. <laughs> like, well, there's the five things. Okay. Imagine Klika. if she lost a finger. and She's like, well, great. Now I can only remember four things. Oh, man. If you use both hands, you can remember ten. Oh, no. Calm down, Klika just, like, yeah. Her <laughs> eyes go really wide, and she thinks about it. She's like, the Klika, it's gonna be okay. Yeah, there's five, only five. Don't worry about it, Cleeks. <laughs> a whole new world of like repressed <laughs> memories. On the other hand, just looks down and there's just hair wrapped around all, yeah, the, all five of the fingers. Yeah, they're all of the fingers. It's just like no. true story of like family, where she's from, like mm -hmm. all the good details that she was looking for. Well, that's canon now. Klika just looks down at a handful of hair and is like, eh, probably nothing. Yeah. But okay. Um, so is there anything else? Klika I, will do her best to you should translate to... back and forth, but it might be better if I can do most of the talking. Again, this once. is also very much so assuming that these things won't kill you on sight. Well, yeah. it's, it's good to have plans, you know? Of course, I'm just saying, don't, don't forget. I have a spell that could be useful, but I didn't prepare it. 
so you don't have a spell that could be useful. Yeah, I was gonna see Burn. if I could use all motions, but that's not gonna happen today. Clica, uh, you could see if we can, maybe if whatever ones you find and talk to can speak a different language, then maybe we all could talk to them. Hmm. That's good thought. Their the, languages. Yeah, that's okay. That's number two. Um, <laughs> I think this game is a bunch of number two. <laughs> Get on with does anyone, it. Does anyone need healing, by the way? <laughs> the healer just like, hey, I know we fought a couple dinosaurs earlier. Anybody got any boo-boos? No, Clico was um, really good that combat, and she didn't get hit at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, Jarzak's Jar good, too. Yeah. Okay. I'm quite all right. <laughs> Jarzak's arm falls off. <laughs> just forgot five it's, things. It's just a flesh wound. Yeah, no, I, they're, yeah, they're good. I'm good. We're all good. <laughs> the, arm the arm immediately rots into a pile of like weird grubs. Like, oh, <laughs> dang it. But uh, a snake grows in instead. Uh, okay, so now, uh, what's the plan? Uh, let's go find them. I think we should try to circumvent them first, if we can avoid potential conflict altogether. I think that will serve us well in the long run. Uh, nor, uh, like nor he'll use the big word. What does cir circumvent mean? Go around. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, we could just go around, yeah. Um, we just gotta make sure we watch out for... Fazra Creek, because he's supposed to be hanging out with this Hydra. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. You should ask him where the Hydra is. But, but don't seem too desperate. Yeah, but, but don't, not that we're going to take it from them. <laughs> like, not that we care, but where is your secret Hydra? Although it seems like if they have a Hydra, it's probably to protect them from, you know, the giant dinos out here which so is it's just a village of dinosaurs there's no lizard folk at all uh, <laughs> dinos have towns jarzak's um, out <laughs> so many dinos um okay so does the party want to move forward then and try to get closer to the village see what's going on yeah okay yeah. um so following the sounds of the drums easily enough the party in a matter of 45 minutes of just slumping through the swamp trying to move quietly as possible i'd imagine uh, moving at a pretty slow speed just to not cause any alarm and run into any more dinos uh the party approaches sort of the outskirts of the village now on the way out here i will say that there's a lot more of like a bog going on here where there's a lot more bodies of stagnant water and some little like Almost, they almost look like with the right water runoff, they could have been streams or brooks or whatever, but there's just a lot of water out here and you guys are having to wade through knee deep and sometimes like um, like a waste deep water at the deepest, but it doesn't seem too rough. It's just every once in a while, you guys see something kind of stir in the water a little bit and it gives reason for an alarm. But after passing through here, you guys are definitely a lot closer to the village and it seems like the sounds of the drums have kind of um, calm down quite a bit so that the overall beat is um, a lot more of like kind of a slow roll and you guys can hear the sound of like one low rolling like horn 
and then all of a sudden another horn that's a lot higher pitch kind of beckons over the top of it. Um, and so at this point, you guys are only like a couple hundred feet away from the village, which looking in at it, it's really not much more than like a dozen or so huts. Um, they're pretty large buildings. I'll say that much. Each one looks like it could probably have about 10 people in it if they lived within like, you know, close proximity of one another. Um, but it's almost like a small set of islands out here with primitive bridges connecting them. Um, the most important point that you guys see peering over here at these, uh, these uh, little islands with the huts is that in the centermost spot, there's this big giant cage, again, pretty primitive, made of like these uh, real strong looking tied tree branches that are all kind of like made together in one big giant like kind of gaunt look looking cage here. Um, and inside you guys can see about 10 or so bullywugs that if, I mean, I guess it would make sense that people know what bullywugs are, but can I get a nature check? I said bullywugs, but I don't actually think anybody would know oh. what bullywugs are unless they... No, Jarzak knows. That's a nat 20. Oh, Jesus. So <laughs> Jarzak, on the way over here, probably got in a fistfight with a couple of bullywugs, and somebody was like, hey, that's a bullywug. Read this article. So from what Jarzak knows about bullywugs is that they are horrifically evil and sadistic little frog people that are about the size of goblins. They have a great ability to jump. They are horribly... Um, What's what I'm looking for? They have a disposition towards ruling, and so they'll at times try to lord themselves over anybody or any sort of dominion that they can. Um, but the other big thing is that because they're so obsessed with dominion, there's so many different attempts to like you know pull coups and like kill each other that there's just so much constant combat amongst all of them that bullywugs really never get much done. But they're just little assholes. Like they're just jerks, and they can command frogs and communicate with them using frogs as sort of their little sentries. So seeing all the dead frogs kind of tacked to trees around here leads you to believe that the bullywugs are definitely not friends of the lizard folk. But looking around this camp and having seen the 10 bullywugs up in that cage in the center, you guys can see that there are quite a lot of lizard folk walking around as well. And the lizard folk here are kind of a little bit harder to see blending in with the trees more than your common lizard folk would. Um, each one of them's hulking at like six and a half to seven feet tall um, somewhere around there on average. And they're just big old muscular looking gator boys and looking them over again, seeing them turn in certain ways, you can tell that like their skin tone sort of changes depending on like how they're facing. And it almost at times is hard to see some of them if they don't stand against a background that like you could see them against or their movements as if when they stand still, they blend in so well with the environment, they must have some sort of a chameleon-ish kind of thing going on with some camouflage. Um, but apart from that, there are a couple of them playing big giant drums over by the cage that have kind of, again, toned down a bit. And you can see a couple of fires set up out here, um, just making some smoke and whatnot, seemingly ceremonial as they keep throwing stuff into the fires. Um, but apart from that, there are a couple of them, a couple of lizard folk here that have like some sort of feathers poking out of their skin on their backs and on their arms and stuff like that. Some of them are looking almost like a half plucked chicken kind of look and other ones having like much more regal looking setups of feathers across their backs and on their heads. Um, but one of them standing over by something of like a big rudimentary altar, um, he himself uh, I guess you could assume it was a he, but that's a weird assumption to make about a lizard, um, has just like iridescent looking, like glowing, beautiful feathers that even over from this far away, you can see them sort of sparkling in the sunlight and letting off a bunch of kind of like oily colors, kind of like how Kleeka's skin does, but in that really regal looking blues and greens kind of way that again, at the right turn, changed completely in color. But this one, um, this hulking brood over here, 
has eyes that don't look similar to the other ones, literally kind of like bulbous on the sides of their head in that sort of chameleon-ish kind of way. And you can tell by just like the weird crackings in the scales, even from here and the way the skin kind of hangs at the arms and stuff. This thing must be just absolutely ancient. But the uh, critter here over in the front um, starts to yell out in the draconic tongue and the drummers stop. And uh, what Klika can tell from in Draconic, the one in the front yells out and says, Oh, powerful Semanwa, we present to you these gifts to appease your most beautiful of creatures, protector of the swamp and killer of the frog swang. Frog swang, that's funny. That should be a monster, right? Frog pigs. That's terrifying. Um, and so with that, a frog pig appears. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh, boy. But anyway, the... Uh, they grab one of the uh, frogs out of the cage there, two of the big lizard folk, and they bring it over to one of the altars and the one in the front lifting what looks like a big, brutal, and very primitive-looking sword brings it up, and the frog, still squiggling around, gets maimed and tortured for a hot bit while you guys are all looking away in disgust. Or maybe Jarzak doesn't. I don't know. Something in Jarzak's head is like, look over there. I want to look. <laughs> look. Guys, let me see. It's like, come on, down in front. <laughs> you why'd, why'd, you, why'd you go in front if you're just if you're gonna block like everyone's way? You're not even watching. Pay attention. There's just yelling at the lizard nobody folk. like anywhere near here that could get in front of you that isn't a lizard folk. Oh, like, that's who's no yelling at. No one can block your vision. <laughs> this is yelling at the lizard folk. Down in yeah. front. Like, but okay. And so after brutally torturing and maiming this thing for a good, like, two minutes or so, here in the croaks and squeaks as the thing is led to a very painful death, you can see the lizard folk start to prepare something of, like, a, like a giant sort of, how do I don't say it, like a series of manacles attached to one giant vine, and they start to, like, pull out the individual bullywugs and start to latch their wrists and pull them in something of like a conga line with the super fancy looking lizard folk in the front and a couple of lizard folk in procession in the front and a couple of ones in the back. And they start to kind of just drag this procession of bullywugs off into the water as they just descend in as if walking down a hillside. They just like sink on in, not even thinking about it. And that's about where that leaves you guys, seeing the rest of the village kind of picking up and going about their daily business. So what would you guys like to do now? So, um, it looks like they're taking those bullywugs or those frog things to get sacrificed to Sanmanya's greatest creature, which I guess would be our Hydra, right? I would say that that sounds very likely. Um, do... Are we going? Uh, Klika can't breathe underwater. I don't think any of us can breathe underwater. I when I said that I they hold on, breathe hold on. underwater. When I said that they waited in the water, I don't mean that they just like sank in. I just mean that they like oh. just walk into it and they're just like oh. waiting in it like nothing. I don't mean that they just went to Atlantis. I thought, yeah, I thought they just went straight <laughs> down. I was like, All right. All right well, there goes that quest. Yeah. Um, based on the ceremony, could Norhill get, like, a ballpark of the village's population? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say there's probably not an attendance 
just judging by the culture looking out here and the sign that like they probably don't cook a lot of what they're eating because you don't see many like cooking fires or anything like that and you don't see too much smoke coming from any of the huts or anything um you're probably willing to say that the majority of the critters that aren't here right now are probably hunting for food or some sort of stuff for this little civilization so judging by the ones that are left behind there's probably a total of like 50 of them that make up this clan here but the ones that you see in attendance right now there's probably about 10 in total you can see in the village and how many went in procession with the bullywog sacrifices four and then the fancy one okay um Klika doesn't know if we should follow them to the Hydra and then make our move after they're done. I mean, I will say also that letting them get this distance ahead of you, not that you guys are wasting time or anything like that, um, but spending time talking about it, it's going to be a lot harder to track them once they move through the water. I, w I was actually just about to suggest that same plan. Think of, we should go after the ones that brought the bully rogues. Okay. <laughs> Anton, you have like three different kinds of snakes in your boot, by the way. <laughs> he just, like, pulls out he just two. kind of shakes up his foot and just starts like shaking his I just uh, imagine away. walking through uh, these swamps in full heavy armor. Just You put his foot down and it just goes like three feet into the ground and it just fills with muck and slime. There's a snake in my boot. Yeah, just slip, slop, slip, slop, walking along. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Um, <laughs> so, and so, okay. So what's the plan? Where head out? Okay, so how would the party like to do that? You want to go around this village? Because to go around the entirety of the village is going to take a bit. What were you saying, Jared? As what? Oh, I was just going to say, as we get going, uh, Jarzak's going to create his packed weapon. And so I I imagine that it's just like a bunch of critters start crawling out of Jarzak's like, sleeve and just form this weapon in his hand as he just like grips this new axe. That's horrible. <laughs> A bunch of critters climb out of Anton's yeah. armor and boots and <laughs> form, <laughs> form Jarzak's new weapon. Oh yeah, just like centipedes and stuff. Just blowing the bugs off like dust. Just There's just a whole metal blade under there. Like, Jarzak, you got some explaining to do. And somehow you get creepier every day. That's Unfortunately, a good point, there are bigger things that we need to worry about. I imagine Jarzak would have done that behind everyone else, like as we were walking. But it's, does there seem to be a way? You said that all the huts are kind of like little islands. They happen to be like up above the ground, where you can kind of go beneath them in any way, kind of like tree houses, or are they like rooted? The bridges arc way up over the land, and so that would be the only thing you could really get under. But the actual islands themselves are just large humps in the uh, in the water here. Okay. Not the sneakiest, and I don't think we have another potion of invisibility unless Jarzak took more. I don't think any of us are especially sneaky. Yeah, I think we only have the one potion. Because that was that was kind of given to us. We didn't just find it abandoned. Maybe if we double time around the village, we can escape notice that way and not lose a lot of time. 
All right, so what's the plan then? Uh, Norhill suggests trying to double time it around the village in order to, you know, not rest, being noticed, but still not losing a lot of time. I will say, if you guys want to go around the village and try to, like, keep speed and, like, keep a good, like, uh, a dot on these guys, you're going to have to hurry and you're going to make noise doing it. If you want to go slowly, it's going to take one heck of a survival check to maneuver through the, through, like, the plants and stuff to be able to find the quietest route. So... Yeah, I mean, they also probably have guards posted around the perimeter of the village. At oh. least when they're not doing this. And I will say, just based on what Norhill thought before, if they are out there, they're probably just out in the swamp doing, like, diddly squat. Like, these guys don't get messed with because of where they live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, our options are either to go straight through or around. Clique votes around. We'll just uh, make Straight through. We'll just make good time, and if we get caught, we get caught. Running through the puddles? Just running through the body of water there? Is that the plan? I don't know. I think just <laughs> going through might be better, because either way, if we happen to follow them to the Hydra, there's no knowing if they're going to happen to spot us following them, and that might look worse than well, entering the village itself. There's still... 10 or so villagers in the village that aren't probably gonna take kindly to us just waltzing through. I'm just thinking if we go around, happen to catch up with the other group and they see us, you might get brought back to the village anyway. I don't know. I just feel like it might be a little bit better to get some guidance. We don't even know what exactly they're gonna doing. We're only assuming they're referring to the Hydra. I mean, also, if we go around, there's if we run into someone, it's less likely to be 10 villagers. It'll be like a couple guards. So that's probably going to be easier to deal with and keep up with these guys. Yeah, Klika, Klika votes for double time around. Yeah, Jarzak changes his vote. Double time around. Let's go. Okay, so in that case, is that is that the plan? Uh, yes, according yeah. to democracy, yes. Okay, so with that, the I, hey man, some votes are worth more than others. It's just a matter of how loud you want to yell. Um, so in that case, who's going to roll our survival to pull the party through? Anton. I'll give a cumulative bonus of a plus one to somebody's survival check for every passing dexterity saving throw of the rest of the group. So Do we have to be proficient in survival. Uh, wait, passing dexterity check. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I'll say this. Here, I'll say it again. Whoever is doing the survival is leading the group, and the rest can add cumulative plus ones to their roll, okay, for that survival, by passing on a dexterity saving throw. Okay. But do you have to be per- proficient in survival to make that first check? No. Okay. Anton, you should definitely do it then. Are you sure? I'll yes. do my best. And I, I'll make a dexterity saving throw to... Okay. Plus one. I believe in you. <laughs> Just Anton's all of a sudden like, I don't know swamps at all. They're like, Father, have faith. We trust that your God wouldn't let us fail. <laughs> Is there a penalty if we don't pass the dexterity check? No. Okay, okay. Uh, That's a 17 for the dex check from Klika. Okay, what jars I get? 11, 11 for the survival. 
Oh boy, what do we Not get? Not twenty that? for Jarzak. Ooh, snap! I'll give you plus two. And then what do we get from Norhill? <laughs> You're out of control, Jared. Six for the decks. <laughs> oh no! All right, and so with that, Anton leads the group, hurrying through the uh, through the foliage, hoping that the light wouldn't leave Anton behind in the uh, in the swamps here. And as you guys go rustling and bustling through, uh, stepping on logs and the occasional alligator, um, you guys go trudging through this area, hoping to go around the whole village in double time. And as you guys manage to get through, Norhill keeps getting thwacked in the face by every single branch that the rest of the party pushes aside. And every time, he's just like, oh, 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 oh. And so I, I, I imagine the marching order would just be Anton, Klika, Jarzak, Norhill. So he just doesn't see him coming, but everyone else can. <laughs> <laughs> and so the party hurries through here, and it doesn't seem like anybody in the village has any sense of alarm going on. Nobody seems to have noticed you guys at all as you stay close to the side. And I imagine Anton's letting out a couple of prayers to the God of Light there, the Illuminator, praying that the path will be illuminated. And what you notice as you're running through here is every once in a while, the trees do kind of like give way and you see like sudden glints of light kind of shining through the cloudy sky on certain parts of foliage and stuff. And as Anton's leading the way, jumping and stomping, you notice that all the stuff you're landing in is squishy in a way that it absorbs your boot, but doesn't suck your foot in. And so it does seem like in some weird way, Perhaps it's just a matter of good luck, but it seems like the Illuminator might be actually answering some prayers as the rest of the party hustles in behind you. So as you guys go rustling and bustling around the corner, around the outside of the, uh, the camp here, you guys can hear in the distance the sound of all the stepping feet in the swamps in the distance as you hear the lizard folk party with the bullywogs walking around in the distance. And so you guys have the ability now to tail them at about 100 feet away. Um, or you could try to back off a lot farther so that you guys can make stealth checks a lot easier, or at least, sorry, if you want to stay close, it'll probably require stealth checks to not make a bunch of noise, but you'll at least be close enough to know exactly where they are. But if you guys want to hang back and follow their general direction now, you won't have to worry about making the uh, stealth checks. It's just, they're going to be a lot harder to follow. So what's the plan, party? It would be a group stealth check, right? Like everyone makes one. Mm -hmm. Unless we split up. Or you can do the other plan and have one person make a survival check and potentially fail for everybody. <laughs> when did this become a game of just rolling the dice, man? Oh, wait. Norville uh, is in favor of tailing them more closely. Yeah, he would be. Also, be sure to check the stealth disadvantage you get for your friends. I'm a little bit, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. We, uh, uh, All of us except Klika are pretty loud guys. Like, we've been clunking this whole time. Well, well, well. <laughs> Here comes the armor party to the first thing to fuck you guys. And the only thing I need now is heat metal, and I've got the holy trifecta fucking you guys up. Swim speeds, disadvantage on stealth, and heat metal. But hey, why would a lizard folk shaman have heat metal? Cleeker can, can try and stick a little closer, and you guys can sort of follow behind if Does, you want to do that. I'll say this much. If Cleeker's going to be a good idea. Cleeker, if, if you just give a sign as you move through, that will make it easier for us to follow the party. So what's Cleeker's sign going to be? Cleeker can mark trees or ground 
with um, a certain symbol that'll show them the right way to go. Okay. It'll be a little heart. Mm. It'll be a little, a little Jarzag Big Klika. Uh, like, like a dwarf trick rune that you could put into a tree for that. Klika, yeah. Klika uses that, uh, one of the dwarven runes that Norhill taught her while they were traveling. Right. Something that just means either like safety or cover or something. Or pickled sausage. Or pickled she can't quite remember. It's it was like... only it was only <laughs> army call outs and weird foods. <laughs> and just Norhill's just like Judas Priest! She's talking about pickled sausages! She's delirious! Let's turn around. Norhill's <laughs> just getting progressively hungrier. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just making them that much angrier. Like the dwarves are all gonna die, and I'll never eat another pickled sausage again. Uh, yeah. I'll pickled. never have intestines stuffed with blood. <laughs> what is up with this episode being gross? Um, so anyway, schlock away. So go ahead and roll me the stealth check, Klika. And then I'm gonna need the rest of the party to roll an investigate check or a perception check. Your choice. And I'm going to start with Klika and follow the rest, because if Klika gets lost, it'll be a lot funnier. <laughs> That's a 16. All right. Ooh, man, that was close. Um, and so now, uh, what do we got for our I'm checks like from the that. rest of the party? 22 for a perception. Damn, that's going to be a 12 investigation. An 8. <laughs> Where's Jarzak's, the one? Jarzak's still just <laughs> mad about that Kalika, little Klika, big Jarzak, I mean, big Jar, little Jarzak, big Klika thing. Yeah. All the runes <laughs> just look more like it over time. Um, but okay, and so I'm going to need one more stealth check as you follow them continually. Now, what you're noticing as you're walking through here, um, Cleek is noticing that the land is sort of gradienting like higher up, and so you notice you're starting to climb up almost like rockier face here as it's kind of like pulling through the dirt, and you're seeing that the trees are getting a little bit more substantial the farther you follow them in the quiet way here. Um, less body of water, and instead there's just like one major river leading this way. So, or stream rather. Um, and in the distance, you can kind of see through the trees when you're looking up. It's hard with your angle and your height, but you can see that there's sort of a large rocky outcropping in the far distance. Um, so let's go ahead and get another check from everybody. Same things. So are you trying to tell me that this lizard man shaman might have good wisdom and thus perception? Is that what you're saying here, Dean? I mean, I ain't calling him not a good perception-having wisdom individual. Oh, fuck. Well, I only got a 14 on that one. 10 plus 4. Okay. Uh, 17 on perception. Okay. And so, I mean... Investigation. What was that for investigation? Four. Okay. Don't worry, guys. I, I stepped it up. I did one better. I got a nine. <laughs> Sick. I do like how Jarzak randomly always gets in all the fights, but then in these kind of checks where he doesn't need to be doing well, he just doesn't. And so it's always kind of works out in this weird way where it's like, Jarzak knows his place. Yeah, yeah somehow he's not the beefcake, but he always ends up in the fights, and I don't... I, yeah. It's because your instinct is to just kill the orc all the yeah, time. Yeah, the orc with the big axe in the front. It's like, uh, yeah. 
Damn. Okay. And so with that, um, okay. So the party continues on their way, Clico following them until they reach something of like a rocky mouth. Uh, it seems to have been carved out in a way that it looks sort of like uh, like a reptilian kind of skull as it stretches out a little bit. And you can see some teeth carved out, which might just be stalactites that have kind of like formed in a way, or like the limestone or whatever. Um, but you can see the procession lead in and you can tell that, again, from where you're standing and looking around this rocky outcropping here, now that the trees have kind of separated and it's all just grassy overgrowth, you can tell that there is something of a body of water underneath this thing, like some sort of grotto. As you see a stream kind of billowing out a couple hundred feet to the side um, downhill as you guys have kind of like gone up a hill. So there's a slope down low and you can tell they're going through like an entryway, but it seems like there's a body of water down below leading into whatever's down there. Um, the rest of the party begins to catch up though. Um, so with that, um, okay. I can imagine at this point, Kalika just waited outside and the rest of the party caught up. So, mm -hmm. okay. So you guys are all out front of this place and the description remains the same. What would you guys like to do now? Um, so Kalika saw them all go down into the scary lizard mouth cave and you guys up here as well you guys can all tell that there's that stream going down below to the side as well um and you guys are kind of like on the hillier side going up into it into like the center of this rock just big giant stony like thing um but you guys can all see going down below that body of water down there so just so that that's known what was anton saying i'm just thinking it'll definitely be harder for us to sneak as we're doing trying to do in a cave I'm curious if that stream in the grotto is the second way to get in. Could we possibly just hide somewhere and wait for them to leave? That way the only challenge is the Hydra, if it is indeed in there. We don't know where that goes. We don't know if that's just the entrance to like a giant like cavern. We have no idea. It's just like a gigantic a... megadome filled with a humongous. I don't know. It just, could be. Just, just the labyrinth of lizards and dinos. Clicka <laughs> thinks it would be a good idea to wait until they leave as well. Okay. So would the party like to do like a long rest and wait out here in the night? Scope it out and just wait until they see something happen? Or do you guys want to wait like an hour? I'd say wait at least four hours, and if we don't see anything by then, we can head in. Okay, I don't know if anybody gonna... needed... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I just because it's probably... It'll be nightfall by then, right? In four hours? Yeah, most definitely. It's actually about it's... one hour away from nightfall. Yeah, it's going to be dark in the cave either way, so it's not like the time of day is going to affect... Whether or not going to the cave is going to change. So I'd say four hours. That'll give us maybe an idea of how long it might take to get to the end of the cave. Or maybe the ritual's just really, really complex. Maybe the Hydra just takes a long time to eat. It's like a like a French meal where there's like just 12 different like courses. And then yeah. they have to sit through all but of you it. Have to, but the Hydra's heads won't eat when one of the other heads is eating, so they have to serve a 12-course meal to, you know, one diff one head at a time. Very good. <laughs> um, very snooty. <laughs> good old Snoots the Magic Dragon. Um, 
So I don't know if anybody has any benefits they need to reap from taking a short rest, but now would be the time to do it. Yep. I would get my action surge back. That's why I kind of figured it was a good enough thing to ask everybody, because, yeah. And if anybody wanted to use their hit die to get some health back or whatever, then you could do it that way. But either who. Um, so after about an hour, nothing seems to change. After the second hour, however, it seems like the group of four lizard folk start to walk out of here. And most peculiar to you guys, the fancy one with all the feathers does not leave. You guys can't see it or anything, but the four lizard folk come perusing out and they come walking down the path uh, where you guys initially had walked up. And I imagine you guys are far enough the, off, the, off the trail that nobody would be able to see you, but uh, they just walk past as if that's, you know, heading on the way that they were supposed to be going. And all four of them just go, no bullywugs and no fancy feather guy. What would you guys like to do for the next two hours? Keep waiting? Mm, well... The nice warden did tell us that we likely wouldn't be able to get to the Hydra without also running into the Shaman. So it may be that the Shaman isn't going to be coming out until the next sacrifice. Good point. Can we call this a sacrifice? <laughs> uh, sorry, quick question. Uh, are we doing hit dice for short rest? Yeah. Okay. All right. Jarzak's going to do that then because he maybe was scratched up a bit, but no one else was. So, uh, you know, he was fine. Fine. one up here weak. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, again, at this point, it's probably about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, and it's getting cold and like bitter winds are coming through out here in the swamp. So, what would the party like to do? Norhill will suggest waiting just like another 10 minutes to make sure that the warriors aren't going to come back and uh, they hit us in the rear while we're going after the Scrumman and the Hydra. Okay. And so after about 10 minutes of just kind of hanging out and waiting and listening in intently, the sounds of the frogs and things like that, that um, have kind of just let out a couple of the last belches and you guys can hear the sounds of the different birds letting out calls and whatnot in the distance, all the different buggies that are the last standing members of the uh, autumnal crew of the swamp are all kind of gone to bed too. So the cold you're dealing with out here seems to make the swamp a lot more quiet than normally would be encountered in the summer and in the spring. So it's easy to tell that those lizard folk have left and have made their way down that path. So after about 10 minutes, you're very certain that there's nothing going on. Shall we? Okay. <laughs> so, Anton can't see in the dark, so are we going to provide a light source for the holy man? I think we'll just hold his hand. Not before. What did you say, Norhill? Sorry? What was the comment you made? Oh, just once we're inside the cave, not before. Okay, so Cleco holds his no, hand. No, no need to let everything in the schwab know that we're walking. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a couple of us could stay back and guide Anton if Anton's comfortable I with mean, that. I think as long as he knows he'll be able to cast light once in the cave, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Right, and that's yeah. why Cleeka just holds his hand, even if yeah. he didn't need to. Yeah. I think that's fine. Like, Cleeka, we're already in here. Like, they have lights. Like, working electrical lights. <laughs> just like, I'm just like holding your hand. Yeah. Why do you smell yeah. like pennies? <laughs> Just trying to get Jarzak to 
take the other hand so she can just swing between them. <laughs> it's the plan all along. Uh, right. The greatest quest of all. Uh, Jarzak will do that and just be, as we're in the cave, just, no, we're not quite there yet. <laughs> Still got a little ways to go. <laughs> just... <laughs> The ground's no longer squishy, but <laughs> I picture Clique. Uh, I picture Clique asking the "Are we there yet?" line quite a bit. But either way, so the party begins to walk into the uh, inner threshold of this place, and the mouth here, uh, leading in, is about ten feet wide, at the widest, and it arcs back about like um, sixty or so feet um, before it seems to open up to a much larger chamber. Um, and you guys can tell that there are no lights in here, but you can hear the constant dripping sound in the distance as if there are stagnant puddles and things just kind of echoing from solid stone walls. Um, so with that, uh, did you want to put on a light spell for yourself, Anton? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So again, this chamber... I was chamber... going to pick up like a rock or a rock or a... No, I think I'll do what I've done in the past. I'll just have like my hand if I'm hearing like a glove or a gauntlet. Oh, you could put on your shield too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'll make my shield glow. Okay. And so with that, the uh, party heads down the pathway. Uh, It can fit two by two, or we can do a conga line. What's the uh, preferred walking? Norha will try to take point. Anybody going to stand next to you, or did you want to do a conga line or a triangle? I think you can stand next to uh, Norhill while we go. Okay. Fair enough. So the party heads down this pathway, and as you reach the end of that 60-foot spot, you can see that almost kind of like the throat of a large serpent that you just kind of walked in through, it kind of dips like straight down, and you see intensely steep stairs that go straight down about 20 or so feet into pitch black darkness. How's the stonework on these stairs? I was just about to ask. (laughs) (laughs) It looks mighty slippery. Oh, boy. Let's just just look up, and you see one of those stupid drop things with the rocks in it. Like, Dan, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Goonies. Going down to the deep. Did you say goonies? Goonies. I said goonies. (laughs) The goonies, like the gonads. <laughs> no. Going down into the deep, Ronnie. That's going, disgusting. Going knees deep, you know. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough for goonies. <laughs> okay, so with that, uh, does the party want to slip slide in their way down here? If Norhill has the option to not slip and slide, that would be great. Well, you could roll a deck saving throw. Manage your way. I'm just kidding. It's a dex check. And you can use acrobatics uh, if you have it. Huh. Or athletics if you just want to jump the entire stairwell down. Yeah. Yeah, Norhill's going to try that because he has a better chance of success. Just, just Diablo 2 Barbarian hop down there? Nine. You got nine? Nine. Okay, so you jump and you f- like fly down the stairwell like that and you land on the ground on a thump and land on your butt and take a single point of damage. Lika got a soft 20. Can she provide the help action to someone else while she goes down? Also, is going to go down like a kid goes down wooden stairs in their sock and just like 
slide right down. He's like, womp, 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 womp. <laughs> I mean, I'll say since you were holding Jarzak and Anton's hand, you can provide the help action to either of them. Well, I, I was up front with Norhill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, I mm, okay. Yeah, so in that case, I'll say, I, get, I mean, the offer still stands. It makes sense walking through that tunnel, but once it seemed like the coast was clear, I would imagine Kalika would go back to the hand-holding thing. So mm. I, I'll still, the offer still stands. You could take either of the two of them. Yeah, so if either of you want to use the help action, feel free. Go for it, Anton. I think I'm going to use it because I got an 11 on athletics. <laughs> <laughs> Just provide the help action so you can jump. <laughs> I, mean, the ten, I mean, the 11 was good enough, so you don't need to worry about it. So. Was to jump downstairs? Yeah, you literally just needed 10, which is why I feel bad for Norhill taking the same point. <laughs> Oh. Like Jarsak just sees Norhill just jump and not land while well. Kleek could do this crazy like thud, 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 down the stairs. <laughs> Anton jumps it and I'm just Jarsak just is like okay. Just sits down and slides. Down. <laughs> not gonna risk that. <laughs> um, okay. And so okay, yeah. I mean if you're sliding down on your butt, you're just immediately gonna take the point of damage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then just thud, 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 thud. I also like the idea that like how little kids will turn and like face up the stairs and go down on their stomachs. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? What the fuck kind yeah. of satanic yeah. shit yeah. is that? Just child toboggans. Uh, it hurts so good. Ronnie, you can't make a gonies claim and then say they get dragged into hell. I'm I'm flagging this episode myself. Um, but anyway, so the party makes it to the bottom of the stairs in one way or another. Um, and at the bottom here, it seems kind of like it's, uh, kind of sculpted around where the stairs end in like kind of a little armpit sort of shape, little alcove. And it seems like before you, it opens up to a chamber with a few stalactites and stalagmites, but overall the chamber looks to be about like a 20 by 20 sort of shape, uh, size rather. Um, and it seems to go around a corner at the very far end, but, um, Okay, uh, what's everybody's passive perception, by the way? Not that it's important. Nine. <laughs> oh. Ten. Thirteen. Eleven. Okay, Swag. So everybody, um, yeah, every single one of you guys can tell that there's some sort of a noise just outside of that, like, doorway around the corner. Um, you guys can all hear something kind of shuffling around. So if you'd like to, you can roll an investigate check. Um, to try to listen in a little bit more intently to what's going on. Or, no, a, a perception check. I, I messed up. If you want to take perception, you can roll perception instead. And perception. Okay. 17. Okay. Two minus one, one. <laughs> and what about Jarzak? 17. Okay. And what did Anton get? 19. Okay, so the two of you guys can tell, especially after having faced what you did in the swamp, it not only sounds like there's a couple of those big, mean-sounding dinosaurs around the corner, you can tell from the heavy breathing and, like, this sort of guttural, like, frilled blizzard noise going on back there, but you can also hear the kind of, like, heavy breathing and wet dripping of drool of a couple of lizard folk as well. It sounds like there's just, like, a little squad of four of them down there, two lizard folk and two dinosaurs, and it sounds like they're ready right around the corner. So you guys have all the ability in the world now to get something of a drop on them. So what would you like to do? What are they doing in a cave? That's so weird. 
Uh, now you're get. Now it's weird. <laughs> yeah, you know Why this is this is the Ronnie. This is the Ronnie point. This is where Ronnie questions some weird, benign detail, some innocuous little thing going on here. And it's just like, where the fuck is this mummy in a crypt? You're like any number of reasons, Ronnie. Like, do we have to provide you the the explanation? What's the plan? Dogs live in a home. I'm sure. Why dinosaur in a cave? Honey, because there's dungeons and dragons, okay? I don't have to explain this. I'm gonna say, that's it. Eight Grimlocks come out of the secret door. (laughs) (laughs) They drag Anton away. Uh, Oh, no. The end. Yeah. That scene from the Gamers 2 where it's just swapping in the character sheet for the bard with another identical one. Yeah, that's what we're basically going for. So what's the plan Uh, for the party? Jarzak's gonna, in preparation, cast Armor of Agathas. Okay. Right on the other side of the door. Uh, does that have verbal components, by the way? Yeah. Okay, so that will alert them that you guys are right around the corner. It seems like they already know, just because they're in such a paused waiting spot. But I will say that, like, speaking in incantations is probably going to pull some sort of, you know what I mean, attention. Norhill's going to stand directly in front of the door and prepare to swing in with the war pick. Oh, so you're going to walk across the whole chamber and wait at that doorway at like a choke point? Yep. Okay. It's a bad idea, but that's what my character would do. <laughs> now you're playing the game. What about Klika and Anton? Well, my stuff is verbal, so I have no... You guys can plan to get a jump on them, and that's why like Jarzak would wait to the right moment cast it, and then as they come run around the corner, Norhill's ready. You know what I mean? Like, you can time this properly. It, it, well, if, and if I, Jarzak could tell that they would be able to hear, uh, he's just gonna prep to Eldritch Blast them instead. Okay. That's fair enough. Because we're across, like, a hall, right? Yeah, like, there's yeah. a 20-foot by 20-foot expanse across. Okay. That works, then. Okay, so Eldritch Blast on uh, first sight, and then... Yep. Clinker, what's Clinker doing? Uh, she will prepare to cast Shadow Blade because that also has a verbal component, but it's a bonus action. So, fair enough. Okay, and so with that, um, so I okay. So I'm gonna cast. Um, I'm gonna cast Bless on all three of you. So now you get during an attack roll uh, or a saving roll. You get, right, the uh, bonus of 1d4. Yep, I'm going to do bless again on you guys. Okay. And so is Norhill already across the expanse when all this is going to happen? Is everybody going to be like standing tight behind you and you're going to choke hold the door? Or is everybody across the hall leaving you all by yourself? No, Clique is going to move up to the door as well. Okay. And what about Jarzak and Anton? Are they going to stand kind of behind? Yeah. Yeah, Jarzak will be. Okay. So a little square, kind of like the marching order recreated. Okay, that's easy enough, right? Okay, and so as the party uh, walks into this room to go get the jump on them, and you guys make it to that final corner there and get ready to prep your actions, and as everybody goes to take that final step, the ground beneath you begins to quake a little bit, and hard, rocky thorns begin to reach out from the ground and stab deep into your feet. And as you guys feel impending pain of these things reaching up and stabbing into you, I'm going to end the episode.
Hey everybody, it's the young Grognard here. I want to say thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you have anything you'd like to tell me, any questions or concerns, shoot me a tweet over at YGrognard on Twitter, or send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. As always, keep it real, and more importantly, keep it dungeonous. Thanks.